welcome to the Right. That means it's time for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! I'm your host, Pamtastic. Hi, welcome. Hi, you look familiar to me. You look like my old pharmacologist. He loved weed so much that he stopped doing it so that he could be a drug doctor. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that incredible when people just love something so much that they never do it again? How is that possible? Someone's texting me. Do you not know it's eight o'clock? Like, this can't be a friend of mine because I've been doing this show for seven years now every Friday from eight to 10 p.m. So someone's texting me. It's like, fuck you, motherfucker, seriously? You think you know me, you fucking dick? Like, seriously, it's eight o'clock. Good luck on your show, Pam. I'm sure it doesn't say that. I'm sure it's like, you owe me $150 for that ounce, Pam. Do I? How much is weed these days, you guys? It got legal. <laughs> I haven't paid this much for an eighth since 1995. <laughs> Remember? San Diego, 95, $60 an eighth for that Humboldt Green, baby. Mm. We're back. <laughs> We're back. We're back to 1995 prices. Oh, yay. Who loves weed? Yay! I'm so happy. I'm so happy that it's legal. I kind of changed my entire life so that I could do weed all the time. You know. And my parents said, you're two steps away from being homeless. I'm like, I work on a weed farm. That's, I have a house. I, I live with the plants. I snuggle them at night. Mm. Put it in the pillow. Make some like hash there. Make some ear hash. Mm, mm, mm. Lay down with it. Right? I want to make like... I want to use my body the way God intended. And I feel like Fitbit and Easy Bake Oven should get together in my uterus and like make like a new way to bake bread, right? It like can use my own yeast. And then like when I walk, it's going to like knead the bread. And I'm, I eat and imbibe so much alcohol. I mean, alcohol, sorry. That's going to that's gonna help the yeast to raise, but it's the weed. See, if you've been working out for more than 20 minutes, you start burning fat. And if you've been smoking weed long enough, you get so high! <laughs> Anybody else love their workouts? Like, I'm just gonna walk around and then people are gonna love me on the bus because you just like, popping fresh. Right? Who doesn't love the smell of a freshly baked bun? I got a bun in the oven. Right? It's a different kind of bun in the oven. I know, they're like, oh! America wants me to have a bun in the oven. Did you guys know this now? That like, our, our uteruses are back. Has anybody been watching Netflix? <laughs> right? You've seen it. Feminism's real. They made a documentary called What Were They Thinking? Feminism's real. And then they did this thing on Roe v. Wade. Ha ha! <laughs> it's real. <laughs> Ah, I just I just got my period yesterday and it was so painful and I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia <laughs> But nay <laughs> the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. Ow! Ow! They have such big benches and voluminous robes <laughs> They're so big inside my uterus 
so we I sat down it this gives Netflix and chill a whole different meaning now that you I can be like hey Jonathan do you want to sit down this weekend and learn about domestic violence and and makeovers by gay guys ah! <laughs> I love Jonathan I'm a springbok like I don't know who's been watching I just I feel I had to neuter my cat yesterday and I feel really conflicted about it and it put me into sort of a existential tailspin crisis about nature and what it's supposed to be and changing it as humans. And then I'm like, no, science is good. Medicine is good. It helps people. It saves people. Yes, neutering cats is great because you make them nicer and more snuggly. Like, I'm just being so selfish. I wanted to leave his balls. I loved them. I just saw them and they looked like two beautiful pussy willows. I was touching them. I was like, because I wanted to miss his balls as much as he did. You know, I wanted, I wanted to turn him into little earrings, like little pussy willows, and I loved his little balls. And now they're gone, and his little sack is like a little deflated raisin sack. And I'm like, God, is there a God? Why am I changing my cat? Aren't cats God? What am I doing to cats? Are they going to get mad at me? Do I have to like bow to my alien overlords and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry? One hand forever, like the Chinese, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take your balls. But you're so much more loving now. He just, he never snuggled more than today. And I touched him so gently. It's just like on the weekends when I watch Netflix with my boyfriend and I'm like, let's watch the Lorena Bobbitt series. I'm like, let's learn about domestic abuse. I just neutered my boyfriend. <laughs> Thank you, Netflix. I neutered my boyfriend. Let's watch more Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yay! Learn how to shave. I'm sorry. I can't even say that because I don't shave. I am wearing too tight of pants to show you that I have the hair of a 12-year-old boy on my legs. Yeah. I'm... I'm... <laughs> I'm not doing it for feminism. I'm doing it because I'm lazy. <laughs> like... For a long time, I used to pretend that I wasn't wearing makeup for feminism, and then I realized I'm poor. <laughs> There's <laughs> This Christmas, a friend of mine gave me like $200 worth of Lancome, and I was like, this is an $18 lip liner. <laughs> of course I've never worn this. <laughs> That's like four burritos. <laughs> what is, how many taco day, $1.50 tacos? Like how much food can I, I'm gonna, if I buy this makeup, I'm going to have to stand outside Pete's barbecue and just sniff the smells. How many calories can I get from sniffing chicken skin? Does anyone know this? Is it like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing? Like he actually got some calories from sniffing the chocolate. Farts are poo particles, you guys. <laughs> every, time, every time you sniff a fart. I'd like to know if little sisters sniff more poo particles than anyone else in the world. <laughs> can, we, can we make like a thing where, because every time you get Dutch ovened by anyone, like how many poo particles did you, how many years does it take as a little sister to actually like inhale a shit? Like is that, is that something I should be? I was a little sister. Whew, a lot of sleeping bag issues. It's fun. At least it's not like Game of Thrones. Like there was no, there was no incest. I would never even think that way. My brother had so much hair on his neck. Like that's the most intimate we ever got was when 
I was a freshman in high school and he was a sophomore in high school and he asked me to shave the back of his neck. And I was like doing it in the mirror and I was looking at myself in the mirror. I was a very like, like into it child. I was like, this is love. I'm gonna remember this forever. This is gonna be one of those moments where I'm like, remember when, yeah. We didn't talk for six years, but he took me to an expensive A's baseball game. He took me and my boyfriend to a game with the A's versus the Mariners because his child said, you're going to San Francisco. Why don't you take your sister to a baseball game? You know, from the mouths of babes, so cute. Now, from the mouths of babes, I know, it's like if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. (laughs) Different kind of children activities in Seattle versus... I don't have any kids, don't you guys worry. I have no kids. I'm a responsible adult, ah! I got a DUI and I was like, I'll never drive again. Where's my trophy? America, I'm never gonna murder anyone, not gonna do it. The only murders I do are like with my legs in the stirrups, you know what I'm saying? Like, suck that shit out of there, baby. I only have one regret about my second abortion and, uh, you know, they, they put my legs up in the stirrups and they gave me this amazing drug called midazolam. I don't know if you guys know this one. It's a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. So good. And they're like, all right, five-minute procedure. Some people talk. Some people don't talk. I said, has anyone ever told jokes? They're like, no. <laughs> I did a five-minute set, you guys. <laughs> it was so hot. It was such a hot set. It was a bringer show. I left it there. The only regret I have about my second abortion is that they didn't let me tape the set. You know, they didn't let me bring in my iPhone. Did it exist? Was it real? Did it matter? Did anything really happen? Was it worthwhile? Did it change my life? No, I I really do. I really would have liked to hear what I said (laughs) under those great drugs, though. It's like when you do acid for the first time and you're like, the lamppost is real. And you're like, that means something. <laughs> I gotta think about it tomorrow. Okay, good. I'm at 10 minutes. Perfect. Well, I'll get on tonight. I'll do my time. Uh, th- what else did I want to talk about tonight? I had, I had a couple new jokes I had written down. I wanted to talk about neutering my boyfriend with Netflix. Yes, yes. I want to talk about... <laughs> I'm sorry. All that Lorena Bobbitt shit, you guys. It's good. I'm like, bringing... Really, all the R. Kelly, all the stuff, it's like bringing domestic abuse to the forefront, and it's crazy. It's like all these women have been abused for so many years, and we've just taken it, and because no one ever knew. So I'm like, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And I know it's scary and hard, and I don't want to be heartless about it, but it's like, seriously, I just watched this thing about Henry VIII, and he fucking beheaded two of his wives. <laughs> so it's been going on for, you know, that was like 500 years ago. <laughs> so... I'm sorry, I don't want to get political, but everything's political, right? Like, I'm a female. I'm a person. I'm a huge man. We are all people. And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. (laughs) So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. Spell, it's spelled with an I. It's, it's a spelling joke. I know it's hard without your T9 in front of you. I know it's hard. Feminism spelled with an I. But it's hard because men put their name on everything. Like menstruation. I'm doing it right now, but none of you could ever do it. Yet your name's 
all over it. Menstruation. <laughs> no one finds the irony in these everyday words. Menopause. Not when I get. Like, men are going to pause on you once you can't have a baby anymore. Like, are you still attractive? Are you real? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> too close. Too close. To, too close. Too, too edgy. Sorry. Just language. All right. We're going to sing a song. I'm Pam Benjamin. Yay. Clap for me. Yay. They're like, oh, this scary, this scary feminist socialist lady in the mission. She said, how could she still be alive in San Francisco? How is that possible? How does she feed herself? I know. Uh, we sing a little song. It goes something like this. If you know, sing along. M-U-T-I-N-Y. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! You're already here! Yay! Yay. We have an awesome lineup for you guys tonight, and I never know how to do the order. I like to make the comics like sort of mad dog each other. So we've got, we've got Eric Webb right here from LA. We've got Ben Mitchell here. He's a local. We've got Maria, I, how do I, Dippledudas? Dippledudas, are you Greek? Yes, I just had a guy for 11 days staying with me. He's Greek, we love Greece. The art on the walls is by our friend Nikos from Greece. Athens, Greece, check it out, he's a really talented guy. I love the Greeks. Y'all are so like, cool. You started everything and yet the Italians have so much hubris. They're like, we're the best. And it's like, no, 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 no. The Greeks are humble and awesome and they knew it before, right? I love the Greeks. She doesn't have to go first. Who's gonna mad dog it out? Mad dog it, mad dog it. And we got Natalie Fauzi in the room. She's on the bill too. I was just saying, we don't know. We don't know what the, I never know what the order is. I usually make you guys like make eye contact with each other and then like mad dog it out. You're gonna, you already get a pass because you just walked in. So they say, and Maria, she's Greek. So she gets to do whatever the fuck she wants because she's got all the history on her side. Do you guys, do, do, do Ben and Eric wanna, do you wanna mad dog it out? Do you wanna, you can, you can Roshan you. Hey everybody, he's really funny. You guys are gonna love him, Ben Mitchell. I couldn't tell if we wanted to go first or we didn't want to go first, but I don't mind. Uh, going off what you're saying about Netflix, I learned on Netflix that uh, about false confessions. Have you guys, do you guys see the documentaries where it's like, he, he confessed to the murder, but he didn't do it. And so now whenever I see a guy that's like on death row legitimately, like this guy like is the most scary person in the world, I'm like, I bet he didn't do it. I bet he's, I bet he's faking it. I bet it's not real at all. He seems really nice. Uh, <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Um, I uh, I went to a born again Christian school, so I figure uh, that's probably the root of every single issue I've ever probably had in my ever in my life. I figure, you know, <laughs> uh, I, it was it was the type of school where parents had to sign a waiver for teachers to hit their children. It was one of those those kind of schools, you know. It was real it was real tight, you know. A lot of hit, a lot of hitting, a lot of beating. Um, a lot of spanking for kids. And I knew it was fucked up from the beginning. When I was really young, I knew it was messed up because I had their priorities wrong. Like they thought like they, they prioritize religion and faith above at an education at our school. At our school, they did this. Like we had a pastor at our school and he would always say things like, now I can't read, but you know who can? Jesus. And Jesus reads for me. 
And I'm just sitting in the pews. We're like, I'm just like, well, shit, I can read. <laughs> I guess I don't need Jesus. <laughs> Let's wrap this shit up, Pastor. I got to go. I got some sinning to do. And I did. Uh, in sixth grade, these are all true stories, unfortunately. In sixth grade, uh, we had a science teacher. Now, for a born-again Christian school to say they teach science should be illegal because they don't. Uh, it's kind of like how Kraft isn't legally allowed to say they sell cheese. Like, like it's on the label. It says cheese product, right? So that's kind of like what science is at a born again Christian school. It's a science product. It's not real science. So, uh, <laughs> so our science product teacher uh, was teaching a lesson one day and it was about the history of the earth, like how old the world was. And at the end of the lesson, he was like, he put, he, you know, he put a timeline on the board and he put the Bible verses to correspond with the timeline. And uh, at the end of the lesson, he said, okay, and that's it, kids. 8,000 years old. Yeah. I don't know if you guys are aware. It's not. <laughs> it's a lot older than that. It's like, it's at like at least 9,000. I'm pretty sure of it. And, but like we thought, like we, at, at the, you know, at the end of the class, we, it, was, it was beautiful, honestly. We, at the end of the, uh, the lesson, we all got together, the class, we rose up as one, you know? Oh, he's the teacher, we're us. And you know what we did? At the end of the class, we just fucking believed him. Because we're the students and he's the teacher, and that's just how that works. You know, <laughs> when you're sixth grade, I, th I thought that for a little while, like years. And a few years later, I found out that that same teacher, his wife was having sex with students. So I, I was like, oh man, maybe he doesn't know everything. <laughs> like maybe he doesn't have it all figured out, I think. That's a hunch I have. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm unhappy at my current job, so I'm looking for new careers. Uh, I'm, I'm applying to new, a lot of, sending out a lot of applications. I'm doing this new technique. I've perfected it, I think, in my uh, job search. It's called um, lying. Really just like, just lying at my skills, abilities, and accomplishments. Really just over embellishing it. Really just trying to trick someone into hiring me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but I know something's going to happen. You know, <laughs> it's like one of those scenarios. Uh, and so I was at a job interview recently at a, like a big tech company. And uh, interviewing at a big tech company is kind of like trying to make the rich kid at your school, your friend, trying to befriend your ri the rich kid at your school because you know his personality sucks, but he's got a bunch of cool shit that you want to play with. <laughs> so you're like, you just agree with everything they say. You're like, yeah, who needs taxes, right? Fuck the poor, the rich, 1%. Yeah, I agree with those guys. You're right. And at the job, he was really selling it, right? Like, I, he didn't need to so much. He was really selling it. He was telling me, like, at this job, we have catered food. It's for free. And we, we all eat for lunch. We eat communally as a family, as a team. Our team sits together as a family, as a community. We, we eat together. We, uh, we get to know each other. And I was like, that sounds great. That's a lie, I tell. I'm, it's not. That doesn't sound good to me at all. That sounds terrible. I will pay for that food if you allow me to take that into the bathroom stall and eat it while I'm looking at my phone. Because that's what I want to do with my free time. You know? That's what I really want to do. I don't want to stick around. No, that sounds terrible. The other thing that bothered me with that, what he, what he said was he called his coworkers a team. I don't agree. 
I don't agree. I think uh, it's more, whenever I look at my coworkers, you know, I look, I'm like, we're more of a group. We're more of just a, a, you know, a gathering of people that all get paid by the same people. Uh, we, we don't, I don't feel any communal community between us <laughs> together. Uh, you ever look, you know, who's a team, the golden state warriors. Yeah. That's a team. You ever look at your, <laughs> your coworkers and be like, this seems like an athletic bunch. <laughs> See Cheryl from accounting. She seems like a real rim protector. She can box out in the paint basketball jokes. Am I right? And <laughs> that just doesn't happen. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, who is a team, those guys that are always at your gym playing basketball. They're always hogging up the court and you know, they just seem like they really got it going. They know what they're doing. They know where each other are at all the time. And you know why they're a team? Because they don't have jobs. <laughs> and, it's, and it's alienating because I have one and I want to play, honestly. I want to be a part of a team. Maybe I'll start working at that fucking tech company. I don't know. They didn't call me back. I, it's not my choice about working with them. It's not my choice. I'm not going to ever work there. Um, oh, darn it again. I didn't trick that guy. Um, I, uh, I'm trying new things in my life. I'm eating new foods. I had goose for the first time. I thank you. I didn't know goose was on the list of animals that we were allowed to eat. Honestly, I don't go out very much. Apparently. Um, I didn't know it was on the list, uh, but I had it and it was delicious. It was so good. It was so tasty. What I liked even more about the whole experience was just the knowledge that another goose was dead. Fuck geese, dude. Am I right? Geese suck, man. I hate them. I grew up by a lake when I was younger. And let me tell you, they do nothing for your community. <laughs> they don't. They honk, they shit, and they take forever to cross the street. That's all they're good for. They don't vote. Mm-mm. They don't vote. They don't, commit, they don't contribute to the HOA. Important. I know none of us do that either. But <laughs> geese especially don't. Let me tell you. I tell people about my hatred for geese a lot. It comes up a weird amount of times and uh, people always want to reciprocate about their hatred for other animals. So, so I get this a lot. I'll tell them I hate geese. They're like, you hate geese? I hate cats, man. And I'm like, oh, you hate cats? Prove it. Eat one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. I'll straight up eat a goose, dude. Just to lower the population. I'll be like, you know what? I don't feel like goose today, but I'll still have one. Just because, you know, you don't get sick of geese. I don't know. Does anyone eat that much goose? <laughs> Is that a thing? Does anyone have that much money just to eat a goose a day? Because I would. I would eat a goose a day. <laughs> um, I think, you know, they have the, the, they have the endangered species list. I'm still talking about geese, guys. Just letting you know. Uh, they, they have the endangered species list. I think we should have a second list just called fuck these guys. Geese would be the top of that list. Be geese, rats, pigeons, aphids. Aphids, yes. You know what aphids are? You ever try to grow a tomato plant? It's those things that always make holes in the leaves. Fuck aphids, man. Not enough people are talking about them. I'm brave right now. Very niche comedy community that I, I live in, but I, I'm, I'm fucking stronghold in there. Uh, I, think, I think we need to stop uh, calling our closest friends our best friends because they rarely are. 
honestly. <laughs> Most of our best friends, quote unquote best friends, are pretty stupid. Like, think about it. Like, think about your best memory with your best, with your quote unquote best friend, with your closest friend. Was it at the library studying? No, it was when you're both drunk, one of you guys said, de- said something or did something stupid and you both pissed yourself laughing. That's what happens with your best friend. So they're not your best friend, no. I have a, I ha- I, if you ask me who my best friend is now, it's this guy I barely even know. Uh, he's like a friend of a friend, uh, but he's like, he, I know he's a doctor and he volunteers with veterans on the weekend. So that's like my best friend. He's the best among us. I can't relate to him. He's, he makes me uncomfortable to be around, honestly. I don't like him very much at all. Uh, my closest friend is this guy named Sam. Real dumb guy named Sam, I don't know. Is anyone named Sam here? It just seems like a dumb guy name. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, Sam, Sam uh, always talks about how 9-11 was an inside job and I'm pretty sure he has an addiction to pornography. So yeah, not the best, not the best guy, but you know how it goes. Like I saw his penis and he saw mine when we were younger and we're just like, I guess we're just going to hang out forever. You know, (laughs) it's surprising how many relationships start that way. I don't know how many do, but a lot of white guy, it's a white guy thing, right? That's a white guy thing. Hence the Bible school, you know, that's how that comes full circle, doesn't it? Yeah. All right, guys, that's enough for me. Thank you very much. I'm Ben Mitchell. Ben Mitchell! Finally understanding that 9-11 was an inside job. Absolutely. 100%. Also, I'm so glad that you touched on all the Jesus stuff because, you know, I, I used to be a cheerleader for God, you guys. There is only one God. Andy is the sun God. Ra! Rah! Rah! <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I actually was a cheerleader for Christ. I really was, you know. I'm gonna do a cheer really quick for you guys. Give me a K! K. Give me an I! I. Give me an L. L! Give me an L. L! Who do the Jews kill? Jesus. Jesus! Put those nails in my hands, we'll all go to the promised land. Yay! We all, thank you. We all get 12 mansions in heaven. Yay! The only thing that sucked about being a Christian cheerleader is that the skirts were really long, which are not sexy, uh, and that my butt always hurt from protecting my virginity. Also not sexy. (laughs) Difficult stuff. Yay! Cheerleading! All right, you guys want to mad dog it out for the next set? Ben Mitchell just killed it. What, what? Yeah! Yeah! Uh, we, have, we have Eric Webb of LA. We have Natalie Fauzi of here. She's writing things down. She might be out. And we've got the Greek. The Greek will go. Hell yeah! You guys, I'm so excited to listen to the jokes of your next comedian. Uh, she's renowned in the Bay Area. I'm still, I'm going to try to guess on her last name. Maria DePaulis. Close, 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 close. Yay, Maria! Yay! All right, yes, I cover the mic. I am a germaphobe. Any questions? No, great, let's move on. 
So geese are delicious. I wasn't planning on talking about geese, but you mentioned them and they are tasty. I've eaten goose once. I was visiting an eccentric uncle in Greece and I was like, this duck is delicious. And he was like, it's Canadian goose. For those of you who don't know, that is an endangered species. <laughs> I've eaten an endangered species and it was delicious. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would do it again. So it's a very special day for me today, guys. It is my one year anniversary of quitting smoking cigarettes. Yay! So I smoke meth now. Yeah, so uh, my family is Greek. That's come up. We're from the Greek island of who cares? Yeah, and um, yeah, Greek people, uh, we are a very special type of people. We don't like to talk about our feelings. The Greek way to say that hurt our feelings translates roughly to I'm hungry. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I thought I had erectile dysfunction. I would watch those commercials on the TV that are like, hi, Miriam, <laughs> that are like, do you struggle to perform under pressure? Do you live a life full of longing and regret? Are people constantly disappointed by your inability to rise to the occasion? <laughs> then you have erectile dysfunction. Contact your doctor. I didn't have a doctor to go to with this, and I couldn't talk to my parents about it. We already established the whole feelings thing. Not a conversation to be had. Yeah, so I just kind of lived with it. But... <laughs> living with erectile dysfunction to this day, guys. <laughs> oh, man. So my sexual orientation is avoidant. Yeah. Anytime I think about hooking up with someone, I always wonder, is this going to be worth having to wash my sheets? <laughs> I haven't washed my sheets in five years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But I do occasionally um, want to put myself out there, you know? And it's a shame I don't put myself out there more because I'm really good in bed. You know, I, I always, yeah, I always stay on my side. I don't hog the sheets and I don't snore. Yeah. But, um, you know, <laughs> I do try sometimes to put myself out there uh, because it's like I've always said, practice makes adequate. It's all about having realistic goals. Adequate is all I'm aiming for. Yeah. Um, wow, what else did I want to talk about? Sorry, guys, I'm kind of freezing. Oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah, I almost had a threesome recently. Don't get too excited. It didn't happen because the guy had meth teeth, and also he made out with my foot. Yeah. Yeah. He, he looked at my feet and were, was like, what are those, size seven? And I was like, 11 and a half. <laughs> Wide. 
and he was into it. He like slowly untied my shoelaces. His wife was like nearby somewhere. He like slipped my shoe off, peeled my sock off and then lifted up my foot and just started making out with it. And everyone else at that party was really weirded out. Because it was not that kind of party. Everyone's having their wine spritzers. There's like cheese laid out on the table. Yeah, it was weird. Weird, weird stuff. So I uh, recently told my mom that I am a feminist. Yeah. And she started crying and was like, Maria, Maria, why? Why don't you like men? I was like, Mom, no, I'm a feminist, not a lesbian. And she was like, what's the difference? And I can But I do wonder why the term feminism has to exist. Like, why are, th why are the people who believe in gender equality the ones who have to have the title? Like, that should just be normal people. And everyone else is sexist, right? Yeah, but because it's like with racism, right? We don't call people who believe in racial equality racists. It's the other way around, right? just makes sense, just makes sense. But recently my mom decided she wanted to have the sex talk with me. Yeah, this was like last week. <laughs> and she was like, Maria, sex is good. Sex is normal. Sex between man and woman is good. It's normal. Sex between man and man, paranormal. Sex between woman and woman is not normal, it is paranormal. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, mom, like, I hear what you're saying. I don't agree with you, but I think first we should just establish our terminology. <laughs> So I tried, like, I, I don't think paranormal means what you think it means. And she was like, no, Maria, it is not normal, it is paranormal. Yeah, that's where that conversation ended. And the worst part was, I was stuck in a car with her out in the field, there's nowhere I could go. Like, my parents were like, let's, we're gonna take you out to dinner. And my dad drives out in the middle of nowhere in some fucking field, and there's literally nowhere to run. I had to sit in a car with my mom <laughs> trying to explain what paranormal means to me. <laughs> so, um, guys, I, I have a disease that's an autoimmune disease called idiopathic neutropenia, because of course I have a disease that sounds like idiot pathetic neutral penis. And it's an autoimmune disease. I get sick a lot. I end up in hospitals a lot. Um, and the very first time I had anesthesia, it was a German doctor. So she's putting the final shot in that's going to knock me out. He looks me straight in the eyes and says, this is what Michael Jackson took. And then he died. 
Yeah. So I have been walking a lot. It's most of what I do these days. <laughs> That's actually a true story too, guys. The German doctor, yeah. That <laughs> I've been going on a lot of walks and my friends sometimes worry about my safety because I walk by myself, but I have a plan if anyone ever tries to come up to me. I'm just gonna look at them and say, why, hello, we've been expecting you. <laughs> Come with me to my secret lair. You can't see it, but once you cross through, you will be one of us. Where are you going? You don't want to? You can't hide forever. <laughs> so I lost 85 pounds last year. because I'm sick, you monsters. <laughs> I was just telling you about it. <laughs> yeah, and the doctors are all like, well, we have no idea what's wrong with you, but you look good, though. <laughs> like, and at least that's all that matters. <laughs> Some bitch came up to me and was like, oh my god, Maria, you look so good. You're like, almost fuckable. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I was like, first of all, mom. <laughs> Normally I do that one before I do the Greek accents. It's kind of a, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so I recently got my hair done. I asked for the Hillary Clinton at a Halloween party dressed as Joe Dirt. I, I think they nailed it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I will leave you guys with one final thought. Um, actually, two things. W okay, dating again. I'm going back to that. Tit pics. I get a lot of requests for those, and every single time I send one. And then every time the guy's like, what the hell is this? I thought you were white. And it's like, well, you didn't specify you wanted my tits. <laughs> That was a non-specific request for tit pics. Hers were nicer. It's Google, right? You know? Yeah. Oh, man. I, um, I wish guys would give more feedback after sex whenever I do put myself out there, you know, and do it, because that's how we grow, constructive criticism. Like, I want to I wanna know what, what I'm doing well. So I've developed a survey. Every time I hook up with someone, I just send out a quick little survey, you know, thank you for your service. Tell me how I did on a scale of one to 10. Would you recommend me to a friend? What's that friend's phone number? Why not, why not? All right guys, one final thought. Why when people are in a difficult situation, do they say that they're stuck in a pickle? If I was stuck in a pickle, I would just eat my way out. Thank you, I'm Maria Zaplutis. Keep it going for Maria! The Greek, that was, that was beautiful. I loved your set. It was really fun. I'm feeling really good about the room right now. Uh, it might be like the leftover of MDMA I took last week. How long does that shit stay in your system, you guys? I'd like to know. 
Does anybody know? Some people thought I almost died last Saturday night because these newfangled millennial kids, wow, they not only feel feelings much stronger, but their drugs are like 14 times as strong as I remember them. Like, I'm an old lady. These young kids, ah, these millennials, their brains are so much stronger and so much weaker at the same time. I swear, I scraped a little bit of fingernail off of this thing called a moon rock, and I lost, I pop, pop, old lady brain out in the cosmos. (laughs) Don't do it, you guys. Don't take those kids, those kids, they're too strong for us. They're weak and they're strong at the same time. I feel like aliens, when we look at the grays or whatever, they're just time travelers of us from the future back. Their heads are big and their eyes are big because they've been staring at their screens for 300 years. It's just us. Ah! How big our eyes will become when we just stop looking at screens in the light and just do it all in the dark. Get me that VR system. I want to live in Colorado, all right? Right now. Your next comedian, he lives in LA, right? Yeah, he does. I can't, I mean, I'm so excited when anybody from LA comes up here because they're like, yeah, this place exists. You're, we're, we're real, we're here. I just, I don't even understand LA, but they just, well, they didn't just get it, but now they actually have an underground system where you don't have to have a car in LA. I don't know if you know this, but they have a really good public transportation system. Shh, it's only for poor people. Uh, you're not, sorry. It's, not trying to always be political. I'm a dick. I'm sorry. Let's get back to your next comedian. He's going to be hilarious. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together for Eric Webb Jr. What's up? Uh, I've been in San Francisco for about an hour. Happy to be here. Yeah. I just want to say this starting off. Um, I'm thinking about getting married, actually. Yeah, I know. I know it's a big, big step for me in my life. Thinking about getting married. Um, I just actually had to meet my girlfriend's parents for the first time a couple weeks ago. Funny story about that. Uh, my girlfriend is from the Ukraine. She's right there. Look at her. Embarrass her, please. Um, <laughs> my God. You have to clap for her. I just said embarrass her. It's a big difference. Um, I had to meet her parents, and I learned a lot about Ukrainian people. Uh, first off, I learned that they don't like black people very much. Um, so th- th- that was my first bit of reality check. And uh, I know this is on the radio, too, but I just want to give a message to the people who are listening. Uh, Yo soy negro, moi moi. Um, <laughs> It was a very uh, awkward interaction. We drove to the restaurant to meet my girlfriend's parents, and I was nervous as shit, so nervous. I was like shaking to like meet her dad, and I remember he was just standing outside of the restaurant just looking at me, and I go up to him, I go, say, I say uh, nice to meet you, sir, and he just looks at me so confused. <laughs> I knew there was gonna be like a language and cultural barrier, but he was just so confused while I was there. He looked at me, he goes, so, uh, you Uber driver? <laughs> you drive uh, Uber? It's <laughs> like, no, I don't drive Uber. <laughs> I drive for Lyft, man. 
but I'm also porking your daughter. Uh, <laughs> true story. Uh, Jesus. We are. Uh, anybody here in a relationship? Yeah. Do you guys do the joint bank account thing yet? No. We did it. I. I don't know if it was a good idea, sir. She. Uh, she's already mad at me with the finances. She just uh, found out that I owe fifty thousand dollars in student loans. Yeah. She opened up one of my student loan letters, which is a federal offense. <laughs> could have had her arrested but I didn't uh, and she saw that I owe $50,000 in student loans and I know a lot of people when I say that there's always one asshole in the audience that goes oh I owe uh, $80,000 okay you win congratulations <laughs> you fucking asshole um, <laughs> she goes $50,000, and I know that sounds like a lot, but it's extra bad because I didn't graduate college. I know, I know. It hurts me too. Uh, that's kind of like buying a prostitute, not having sex with her, and still getting gonorrhea. It's the worst of both worlds. It's bad. Um, she saw the letter, she goes, how the fuck? Are you gonna pay for that? That's $50,000. How the fuck are we gonna pay for that? Our money is together. It's great though, it's great, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very happy. Um, she was talking about her dad earlier. My dad smokes a lot of weed. My dad smokes too much weed, you know? He's like on a level of like, where conspiracy theories, they're nothing to him, you know? He's past the, oh, moon landing might be fake. That's, that's child's play to my dad. My dad believes that Tyler Perry is an android created by the white man to keep the black man stupid. <laughs> he actually told me this. <laughs> I think it's a waste of government funding. No, he'll, he'll just call me up randomly and just say this wild ass shit. Like the other day he goes, hey son, did you know uh, that our family is related to the kings and queens of Egypt? Where are you getting this information from, man? And usually I, I entertain him, I'm like, all right dad, whatever. But I stood up to him, I said, dad, there's no way. I think there's a better chance that we're related to Kevin James from King of Queens than actual kings and queens of Egypt. Now, I did that joke at a black bar, and I realized that black people have no clue who Kevin James is. <laughs> so, I'm a different type of comic. I like to do different punchlines for different people. So my man in the black, in the back, <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> do you know who Kevin James is? You do not. My point exactly. All right, so I got a punchline for you, just for you, no one else, I'm sorry. Uh, same joke, different punchline. Dad, I think there's a better chance we're related to Queen Latifah than, all right, all right. Somebody just said, ah. You stepped on a tack, ah. That's a weird laugh. Um, I love my dad, though, I love my dad. Um, I got a tattoo just to show how much I love my family. 
I was 17 years old and I was at a tattoo party. Uh, it was a big mistake. <laughs> it's not a good idea. I got the worst tattoo ever. You guys want to see it? Okay, so let, let, me, let me explain it to you. I was at a tattoo party, and the guy goes, hey, what type, of, what type of tattoo do you want? And then it was around the same time The Rock got his big, like, heritage tattoo. So I was like, yo, throw me one of those heritage tattoos right there, like The Rock. So, uh, yeah, I got a tattoo of a spider web. And it's tribal, so please don't laugh at me and throw shit at me, but here it is. It's a tribal spiderweb tattoo. It is very, very bad. I was 17 years old. It's terrible. Do not stare at it, ma'am. Look away. Exactly. It's a terrible tattoo. And my mom found out their divorce. My mother hates my dad. She was furious. She goes, how could you get a tattoo of your dad's last name, but not of our last name on your mother's side? So, two weeks later, I went to another tattoo party. <laughs> Here's the kicker. My mother's last name is Dykes. That is not a joke. That is a true story. So I said, hey, my man, throw me one of those The Rock Harris's tattoos on my other arm. So I had to get a picture of two, uh, okay, I didn't get anything. That would've been a terrible tattoo. Why would I get a tattoo of that? Some lady actually got offended that I said that on stage. She goes, you can't say that. That's a derogatory word. I said, that's my mother's last name. It's a true story. I never wanted to be a comedian, honestly. My, my, true, my true dream when I was a kid, I was seven years old, I wanted to work for the Mexican drug cartel. That was my dream, that was my goal. And then I saw a documentary when I got a little older and I realized that might not be the job for me, you know? This guy, he was on there and uh, he was talking to the documentary person and he goes, I'd like working for the cartel but the one thing that sucks is I can't quit. You can't quit the cartel. And I just thought, man, that is a great fucking policy. Because you know, if you work for the cartel, if you want to quit, they'll like threaten to kill your entire family. So that's genius. They should do that at McDonald's. I used to work at McDonald's. I used to want to quit every day. I remember going into my boss's office saying, hey, I can't work here anymore. I make seven twenty-five. I've been stealing Happy Meal toys to give to my nieces and nephews for Christmas presents. This is a terrible job. Can you imagine if you had the same <laughs> ideas as the cartel? <laughs> if he was like, you can quit if you want to. And then he pulls out an apple pie box from behind his back with your grandmother's life alert necklace inside. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stick around for a little bit. <laughs> I, um, I'm happy to be here, man. I really am. It took us a long journey, eight hours on the bus to get here. <laughs> long freaking journey. I know, right?
Yeah, 10 minutes would have busted too much, right? I, um, honestly, my, my, my dad is the most insane person of all time. He literally, literally is. I remember when I was uh, young, he was so poor. Like, we couldn't even afford to go on school field trips. That's how poor we were. We couldn't afford to go. And the best field trip was the zoo. That's the only field trip I wanted to go to, the zoo, with my friends. And uh, I would beg him, like, Dad, please, can we please, can I please just get $5 to go to the zoo, please? And uh, I remember him saying, son, if you really want to go see animals, just go in your room and turn on National Geographic. There's animals on there 24-7. I said, Dad, uh, we live inside of a 1984 Pontiac Firebird. I don't know which room you're fucking talking about. Dad used to, used to beat me. But when you live in a car, it's hard to get beat. So what my dad used to do, he used to make me uh, sit in that middle seat, you know, that real tight, that tight seat belt. He would drive over speed bumps real fast <laughs> at, the, at Walmart. I feel like I was getting choked out by Terry Crews. It's bad. I love my dad. I just, have, I just have one question for you guys. Is it possible to be an alcoholic in college? Yeah. No. No. That's what I thought. So what if I drink every day and blacked out all the time? I'm not an alcoholic. I'm in college. What else am I supposed to do? Alcoholic and training. Alcoholic and training. There we go. I remember when <laughs> I remember when I first knew I had a problem with drinking. Uh, it was when I shit myself the third time. Uh, yeah, it's not good. It's very, very embarrassing. But I didn't stop there. You know, instead of just like, all right, let me quit drinking. I was like, let me figure out a solution for this. So uh, I uh, bought diapers, adult diapers. Yeah, I bought diapers so I can go out and drink some more. But then somebody found out that I was wearing diapers at the club. So it happened. This lady was dancing on me, right? And you know that friction of diaper? You can hear it throughout the entire fucking bar. I was like, shit. And then she looked back at me. She goes, are you wearing a diaper? I go, no. I'm wearing sweatpants under my pants. She goes, I've never seen white sweatpants before with tape on the side. It's very embarrassing. Very, very embarrassing. I, I, I had to take alcoholic class, but it wasn't like AA. It was like 101. It was college AA. Very, very, very bad. Uh, I remember the lady asked me, she goes, Eric, why do you drink? Why do you drink alcohol so much? And I was like, lady, I'm depressed. I'm poor. I'm in crippling debt. I don't get laid at all. And then she looked at me, she goes, Eric, you don't need to turn to alcohol. You need to kill yourself. <laughs> My name's Eric Grimshaw, thank you very much. Eric Webb 
Jr. He's alive. That's amazing. Hey, dude, don't feel terrible. I do this thing. Um, Blackout Pam is so awesome to Pam. She doesn't let me get in bed. She makes me fall asleep on the carpet wearing my jeans because the jeans are, yes, a sponge. <laughs> it's going to be okay. Sponge jeans. Stop. You have no idea. how. You know who knew? The prospectors in 1849. Levi's have always soaked up the pee. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why Levi's have been around this long, right? I actually, it was very exciting. I was walking around the mission and I found a pair of pants uh, in a tree in the mission. They're tree pants. That's a thing, right? So before I put on my tree pants, I smelled them. Uh, and the question is, if your tree pants don't smell like pee, do you have to wash them before you wear them? No, I'm wearing the pants right now. It's very nice. Yes. It's a trick. You take the pants and you put them around your neck. If they fit, they work. Do you know about this trick? You take the jeans, you fold them in half, you stick them around your neck. If they fit, they fit you. Does everyone know this trick? Nope, just me. You all know how to get tree pants now. Yay, the mission is filled with tree pants. Who, de- who designed the mission? I'm like... I love it. It, it. I used to be afraid of getting shot by a gang, and now I'm afraid of getting run over by a stroller. Anyone else? <laughs> Deep mission problems? Yeah. Ah, your, your baby is so entitled. Also, your corgi. And those corgis, I am not worthy of a corgi. You know what I mean? Like They look at you, they're like, I am so much more important than you. And I'm like, dude, I got it. I'm back away. Back away with the hubris, dog. You got it. <laughs> corgis. Wow. Your next comedian. What a hilarious lady she is. Um, I love her so much. I, I identify with her material so much. I'm like, oh, like she reminds me of every time I look in the mirror and I can't see myself and I beer goggle myself and I'm like, I look awesome. But that that's, no, but that's, a, she actually does look awesome. She actually cares. I, I, that's why I, I don't. I'm like, oh, look at these. I can't pluck my eyebrows at this point. Who's going to do that? My boyfriend? He does. Actually, he's very sweet. You're going to love your next comedian. She is way too hot to be doing this. <laughs> like she's, I I can't believe she's here. I'm so excited. She's so funny. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together for Natalie Fauzi. Hi, everyone. Give it up for Pam and Mutiny Radio. Anybody remember the mission in the 80s? Used to, yeah, it was awesome. It used to smell like burritos, lemon pledge, and hard work. I really miss the Mexicans. Uh, okay, well, don't worry, you guys. I'm not a racist. Uh, you know, my dad had Alzheimer's. Yeah, it sucked. Even after he forgot my name, though, he could still say pussy in three languages. Yeah, everybody at the nursing home, they loved him. He was like the life of the party. Just thankfully, uh, my dad didn't speak any Filipino languages. We were grateful for that. Yeah, my parents immigrated here from Egypt. Any first-generation Americans around? Yeah, uh, I know blacks think they're they're Egyptian, but uh, anyway, or uh, blacks tell me, oh, you're black. They tell me you're Egyptian, you're black, and I'm like, really? I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I grew up I grew up here, but my parents are from Egypt, and it felt like it felt like Wonder Bread outside and pita bread inside. It was just that different. Like my parents' first language was Arabic feta cheese and pita bread. 
And uh, they had a second language too, but they kept that a secret from me. They wanted to have a secret language. Uh, to everyone else, it was the language of seduction and sophistication, a language that would have gotten me through airport security and into the Mile High Club. It's known to everyone else as French. <laughs> the French, yes, my parents decided to keep the cool language to themselves because they love me so much. Uh, when I was little, I said to my dad, I was like, Daddy, how come there's a Japanese town and a Chinese town, but no Egyptian town? And he said, you think Arabs can agree on one block? <laughs> yeah. I later learned it actually exists. Uh, you guys might know it. It's in, it's in a real classy place. It's, uh, it's in Detroit. <laughs> did I just, did anybody hurt by, anybody lives in Detroit? Everybody seems so upset about that. Uh, yeah, it's in Detroit, but it's, you know, it's not there, I don't think by, I think it's there by uh, mass coincidence, not, not agreement. Uh, I think the only thing that Arabs can agree on is that hummus is not an Israeli dish. <laughs> yeah, like hummus has been around since the ancient Egyptian pyramids. Israel was born the same year as Richard Simmons, 1948. Yeah, I know Middle Eastern politics like totally taboo. I tend to avoid it because it's like a hot falafel that never cools down. Uh, you know, uh, actually, my mom was Palestinian, and she and through marriage, I grew up with a bunch of Jewish cousins, and we just knew how to keep the keep the peace. Like the topic of a religion to us was like a silent fart in a business meeting. Uh, you just don't acknowledge it, especially, you know, especially if it came out of your boss's ass. Just pretend it doesn't exist. That's how we got, that's how we got through many years of getting along. Uh, but, um, you know, my parents, like, they, they really wanted me to grow up and marry a nice Egyptian man. And so to them, that meant doing everything they could to talk me out of sex. Yeah, they didn't touch me French, number one. But my mom, the only thing my... Yeah, but my mom, the only thing that she ever told me about sex is, sex is very, very, very hard work. <laughs> I was like, oh, is that how you get all those Yves Saint Laurent purses? You guys know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and my, uh, <laughs> my parents, of course, they sent me to Catholic schools to do the work for them. Uh, yeah, and I learned, uh, I learned that uh, my vagina was my temple. Ladies, this is your temple. Nobody can enter it without your permission. And I'm like, oh, so that's what the Jews do on Saturday. <laughs> that's my last Jewish joke. Uh, so my dad, of course, he really tried to scare me into saying a virgin. He's like, if you're not a virgin, no Egyptian will ever marry you. You understand? I said, oh, okay, okay, daddy. I'll do everything but sex. You guys, I was born the same year as Monica Lewinsky. Like, that's how old I am. Uh, you know, that's what we did back then, everything but sex, for quite a long time. Some of you guys can relate to that. I mean, my dad called the Oval Office the Oral Office for about 10 years, so uh, that's what it was in our house. Uh, you know, needless to say, I didn't make, I never got married. Never got married, but I have been in a long-distance relationship since 1986. Uh, yeah, it, very committed, uh, and I just, I still have yet to find anybody that can take a better care of my teeth than Dr. Peter. Yeah, he's really hot. Uh, you know, I, I know I didn't please my parents with getting married, but I do, I have done my part to take, take, really take peace in the Middle East seriously. I recently dated an Israeli guy, and every time we had sex, I made him pull out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, you guys remember when you lost your virginity? Like, think back to when you lost your virginity. I know nobody wants to remember it. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, virginity is like one of those things like you, you plan it, you expect it to go a certain way, it never really does. Time is just like virginity. When it's gone, you can't get it back. You look back in the pack and you look back behind you and you go, oh my God, I can't believe my life turned out the way it was. Uh, and uh, I, I, by now I really thought I'd have stretch marks and an empty bank account and a bob haircut. <laughs> Yeah, I, but you know, I'm in my mid-40s, no children, no marriage, and I have no justification for having an empty bank account. What's your reason? What's your reason? And you know, I can't, I'm like, how did I end up here? Is it just because I was too much of an idealist? Uh, is it because I have ADD? Anybody else have ADD? Yeah, it stands for always, always downplaying deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. And I think I've downplayed every deadline so much that I missed all the deadlines that and, and the rites of passages that my friends have done. And they're all so much better than me. I missed marrying the wrong person. <laughs> they all know each other so well. They all know it's, and, and you know what else I missed? I missed trying to save that marriage with polyamory. This is so much fun, you guys, that I missed out on. But I tell myself, I say, Natalie, you know, it's not too late. Don't be so hard on yourself. It's not too late. You can still win a house in a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I just said that. I really did. I just said that because I no longer dream of having a husband. I dream of having an ex-husband. <laughs> You know, if divorce is so bad, why are my divorced friends so much happier than me? How many people in here are divorced? I got a young crowd over here. Okay, just a couple. Okay, yeah. All right, so you'll get there. You'll get there. When all your friends are divorced, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. Uh, and I just, I, you know, I think it comes down to expectations. You know how, you know that saying, everybody, opinions are like assholes? Expectations are just like, opinions are just like assholes. Everybody has them and they just push out poo-poo. And I think divorced people took the biggest laxative of their lives and just don't have any more shit to give. <laughs> Is it true? Yeah, it's true. I, I just think my divorced friends, like looking back, like they did a lot more right than I did. Like. I was super cautious and my divorce friends were super adventurous. You know, I thought I could manifest the perfect man because I read about it and learned about it in The Secret. <laughs> I know The Secret, you can manifest. The, that's bullshit, that's bullshit. I really thought I could do that. And, and my, my divorce friends, they took a leap of faith. They cashed in their 401k and you know had a destination wedding. I actually told myself I would fly to their destination wedding and manifest a man right there in Ohio. Ah. Didn't happen, didn't happen. And you know, my divorced friends, they, you know, they went on with their, their lives and their marriages and they went and bought themselves a, uh, I'm sorry, they, they adopted, you know, like a three-legged, a, a three-legged rescue bulldog and opened a, opened a joint Facebook account. Yeah, I, I opened an account, too, with an egg bank. And I emptied all my ovaries into a bag on ice. You guys, I'm still paying to keep those half Natalies frozen. 
I'm still paying for that. You know, meanwhile, you know, I watched my, my, my divorce friends slowly disappeared because they, uh, you know, retreated into the home to uh, Netflix and breed. Well, my dating life, uh, my dating life turned into a game of ghost and seek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, uh, I tried to keep up with them and I was listening to them and, and it's just, you know, it started to sound a lot like their marriage was turning into slowly, turning into what I would call like a long distance rideshare. It was just like full of like poor communication, small smelly people and scheduled orgasms. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was giving up too. I, uh, I, when I realized that uh, the matchmaker I'd hired uh, moonlighted as a palm reader, I, I, started, uh, yeah, I started asking gay men out on dates to discuss co-parenting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the one thing we did do together is we drank bourbon my divorced friends and me. We drank bourbon, and while they, they bitched about how much money they were pay, paying for failing marriage therapy, uh, I bitched about how much I was spending trying to find the perfect vibrator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what'd you say? Did I paint an 11? Oh, the name of the good vibrator? Yeah, tell me later. Yeah, write it down. I, I don't have a very good memory, the ADD thing. Uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, I know it's like, in retrospect, here I am standing in front of you saying that I think it sounds, it sounds like a lot better, more appetizing to be divorced with kids than, uh, than single. And uh, it's, I look back and I look at my <laughs> divorced friends and I think, okay, you know, look, I'm not glorifying divorce. I know divorce isn't like this walk in the park. I know it's like an extended colon cleanse. Like, let's be honest. Okay. But when your kids are okay and everybody's, and everybody's good, I've heard all my divorce friends tell me, it's like a new lease on life. It's the best mistake they've ever made. Right? It's like, where's my new, new lease on life, you guys? Where's my new lease on life? I just put my frozen eggs on consignment. Okay, you know what? It feels kind of like an empty nest syndrome, kind of, except the only thing I can take credit for raising is my debt. It does, it does. And meanwhile, like dating, it would be even better for me if I were divorced. I go on a date now and the guy's always assuming I'm a divorced. And when I'm like, no, I'm not divorced, they assume I must be widowed. And I'm like, no, I'm not widowed. And then they're like, oh, they just assume they must be broken. What's wrong with you? They just think that they're going to take me home and aliens are going to climb out of my pussy. It's just crazy. It's like, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm that rescue dog. Oh, my God, what are you going to do when we take her home? Let's make sure she's not going to break. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but meanwhile, you know, my divorced friends, I mean, I can't blame them for being happy. I mean, they've got a house, they've got beautiful kids, and every other weekend to go out and prove to themselves that monogamy was a lie told to them by a priest who took it in the ass. Too dark? Too dark? It's too dark? No? You like that? What do you guys, what do you think about divorce? You went through it. It's awesome, right? Best thing that ever happened to you. Yes? No? Not so much. Is this not your, is this your ex-wife or your, which wife is this? <laughs> She's like, no, 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 I'm not married with him, not that guy, no. I don't date men with green pants. That's what she just said to me. She, she just like, she was like. <laughs> not bringing the ex-wife to me at me. The what? Not bringing an ex-wife to me at me. 
Oh, no. Yeah. Maybe she needs to be here so we can put her, you know, stick a sense of humor into her. Is that why you dumped her? Because she didn't have a good sense of humor? Well, you guys, you know, I love that you're here to laugh because I think laughing is just like birthday cake. You know, just for that minute, you forget that our president is Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> laughing is the best, best healing, healing in the world. Right? I'm so glad you guys came to Mutiny Radio. My name is Natalie Fauzi, and I hope to see you again. Thank you so much. <laughs> Natalie Fauzi, everyone. Hell yeah. I can tell this is I can tell this is a community here that's into equality. I can tell you guys are into equality, right? So here's the thing. I say let's all be into equality together. PG thirteen movies show 180% side boob. A lot of butt. They cover the nipple, they show the boob, they show the butt. That's safe, that's PG-13. Now, I say, let's really make PG-13 equitable. I wanna see some side scroat, all right? Because what I'm saying is, we're cupping the balls, the dick is hard. What we're seeing is some beautiful, like, like bat wing. Okay, let's, let's think about Nicolas Cage for a minute. Let's think about his career. Let's think about Martin Scorsese making a beautiful film. The sun is going down in the background. There is a beautiful infinity pool. Nick Cage coming out of the pool. He's old now. He has a lot of hang on his scrote, right? So he's coming out of the pool. His balls are still submerged by the steps, right? His dick is above the steps. What we get to see here is some beautiful stained glass side scrote. Some beautiful, like, veiny, maybe hairy. I don't know if we're shaving it. I don't know if we're shaving it for equality. I don't know what we're doing. But what I'm saying is we're having some beautiful stained glass Martin Scorsese sun going down through the side scrote. Beautiful wonderment, right? 180% side boob, fine. 180% side scrote, let's do it for equality, right? Right, everybody? Right? Equality now? Can we get some side scroll? Can't see the balls? I mean, because really, it's about, it's about covering up the genitalia. Oh, oh, the nipple is covered. Everyone feels good about it now. Side scroll. I want to see it. For equality now. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Back me up. Mm. I just, I, I'm sorry. I just, I love Nick Cage so much, and I just... Call it knock knock. Feminism. I know I hang in at my own fucking door. Thank you. It's like the precept of feminism. Am I right? It's like the is the door the first part? I don't understand. A bunch of women in the '70s burned their bras and read books so that I can talk about my butthole on stage. Yay! Feminism. Leave you guys on this. Uh, my butthole looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. Meaty. 44-year-old woman never had a baby. Looks like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. It's okay. Thank you, feminism, for letting me.
in the 70s, you know, it was Joan Rivers was the first person to be pregnant on stage ever. What? Ah, she was pregnant. Wow. It's like nature. It's like girls don't have babies. They do. They also poop and fart and have hemorrhoids. Wow. Feminism. Yay. Thank you guys so much for being here tonight. This has been amazing. You guys have all been an incredible audience. Clap it up for yourself. Say yay us. Yay us. Yay. We do this every Friday. We have crazy comedians come in, and I'm so happy that you guys all showed up, and, and we're all about free speech. And you can tell your friends, and they can listen to it, because it was all recorded, and we could talk about my butthole later outside. It's going to be fine. We're all going to. It's good. I'll leave you guys on this one last thing, you know. I don't know what you guys feel about it, but in 2002, suddenly balls were on the menu. Do we all remember how like, it was like, oh, sucking dick is a cool thing, and then all of a sudden, oh wow, the balls. Balls are suddenly in my mouth. All right, let's deal with my issues, I'm hungry. So if you could dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff, uh, and then roll one ball in chocolate chips, and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs, because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, kind of want it to taste like summer camp. Right? S'more dick, please. Less balls. S'more dick. Thank you so much for being here at Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. Have a beautiful night. Yay! people believe in are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts are ye on a raft without a patter well gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm from there you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. 
Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryan. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas, and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento, honestly, is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, First Wednesday, live jazz, live DJs Thursday, parties. The food is Darn good. Special happy hour prices all night long with your Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival ticket March 1st through 5th. Check out the schedule at www.asientosf.com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. 
It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Benders brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips. Don't know anything about it. Sorry. All so, on my limited view. Yes. Every Tuesday from 12 to 2. Uh, oh, you can if you can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah. And Google Play. And Stitcher. iTunes. Oh, you already said that. Tune in radio. Uh, Stitcher, you said that. Spotify. Oh, my God. There's just so many. And Overcast. Um, yes. You can also find us on social media. M as in Mary. L as in Larry. P as in Peter podcast mov podcast is our handle until next time i hope you're enjoying your review yes bye bye that, was, that kind of sucked balls good evening there my friends here at mutinyradio.fm chester cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, 
there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Friday night at 8 o'clock. There's this crazy thing called Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. It's not usually sold out, though. What the fuck? Why? Oh, my God! Guys, it's the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. The show is actually sold out tonight, so you guys are going to have to be friends with your neighbors. There are 30 seats in this building. These 30 seats have been sold. We're going to have people sitting in all these 30 seats. Uh, comedians, uh, stand in the back, sit on the ground. It's going to be a fun time. 
Uh, but we do. We have we have three thirty chairs in the room. So if you paid for a chair, you get a chair. If you didn't pay for a chair, get your ass in the back room, baby. You didn't pay for a chair. People paying for chairs. There's a child in the room. Yes, we are an all ages event. No, it's okay. It's okay. We're all ages. We're not allowed to have alcohol here because the ABC came down. I learned many different laws. That's very exciting. But I'll never sniff a snapple. That's a that's a fun thing. You're a young. Adult, you're, you are in junior high, aren't you, kind sir? You are in eighth grade. I used to teach. I only know this because I used to teach junior high. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. I was wooed. That's, I can't believe they paid me money to hang out with junior high boys. You know what I mean? But the funny thing is, most of the junior high boys I was hanging out with now, then, are now in their 30s and they're comedians. So it's like the same. I, ta I taught emotionally disturbed children when I was in junior high. I mean, I was not in junior high. I was 22, so I was still a child. But I was teaching emotionally disturbed children who were 10 years my younger and now they're stand-up comedians and now I still hang out with them. Did that make sense? All comedians are emotionally disturbed children. That's how that's working. Yay, you guys are here. Is this your child? Oh, oh my God, you have two children of differing ages. No, you don't belong to anyone. He's an alien. Okay, this one is an alien from outer space. He just got dropped by a stork. He was grown in a lab and he's here. Science is now, you guys. He was born on Instagram. Can that happen now? Like you slide into the DMs and then you have a baby? Is that how that happens? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I heard that from a child. I'm like, I just learned what DTF meant the other day. Like I was, I used to teach college and one of my students, he was a nice student. He said, oh, you DTF? And I was like, I don't, is that something about homework? There's no H in that. I don't understand how, whatever we, you have to sleep with your students after they're out of your class. That's like the rule of school. Anybody? No one else is. No one else has been a professor before. No. Okay, that's cool. Just me. Great. It's, it's FSU. Low low standards. It's good. Uh, I still. I have a. I'm wearing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle sweater. This is this is like hipster crack. Like this makes this makes guys in the mission be like, "What's up with you? You have a comedy show? Where are we going?" Like, yeah. <laughs> Follow me, young gentlemen. <laughs> Skip together. Like the, there are more rats in San Francisco than you think. You don't know they're hiding. They're gross. Uh, this is Bam Jazz's Comedy Clubhouse. It's a show we do every Friday. It's very exciting that it's the festival. Uh, it's a very exciting time of year. I don't want to get political or anything, but like some dude the other week, who I guess we call our president, he said, uh, I used to not do politics, but now I do politics. Just this presidential quote. Just, just quoting the president. I'm sorry. Just quoting. Just quoting the person who runs our country. Like with the second grade like vocabulary. Cool. I used to not do politics, but now, now I do politics. So now I do politics. I'm gonna do a couple jokes about politics. Language is political. Am I right? All language is political. We say words. It shapes our lives. I am a female. I am a human. I am a person. We are all people. <laughs> I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So that's, so we can tell you how that works. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call myself. I, I don't want to call myself a feminist, but it's the only word without the word men in it. <laughs> it's, it's a 
actually spelled with an I. It's <laughs> an I am a feminist. I can also read. She's a witch! She's a witch! <laughs> she can read! Ah! Burn her! She's a witch! <laughs> I, can, I can read. It's a hard joke for people because they're like, feminist, feminist. This is feminist. Is this spelled with an I? How's this spelled? Can you like get out the T9 on the spell check and be like, uh? I realize that the world, the world is making me dumber. The computer, the future is now. Because I don't remember anything. My computer knows all of my passwords. I had a nervous breakdown last Friday because I couldn't find like five passwords because I was at a different house with the computer that had memorized the password that the thing. Remember when we used to just memorize shit? Does anyone remember their phone numbers? Remember, ah, you kids know. I remember my phone I remember two phone numbers from when I was your age. One of them is 8200294, which was my own area code. And the other one was 408-238-3974, which was my grandma's phone number. Who calls their fucking grandma, right? I did, I used to know her number. She's dead now, it's okay, she was great. She was a great lady. She like was in the depression and taught me how to put ketchup bottles together and like be frugal and shit. Hide money in your closet. Like seriously, fuck the banks, keep the money in the closet. That's what Grandma Benjamin taught you. The best thing when she died, it was like a goddamn Easter egg hunt. We just like spelunked that house. I was like, there are boxes of $10,000 here everywhere. One for everyone, because that's how the taxes. She's a smart lady, $10,000 Easter eggs all over the house. What a smart lady. Miss that Grandma Benjamin. She was a real feminist. Uh, you know who's not a feminist? Uh, I, I don't want to make fun of her too hard because it's too easy, but our first lady. Like, um, does anyone know her name? It's Melania? Melania? Melania. Milan. Mil does anyone know her name? Is it Melania? Yeah, I don't know because she never speaks. If she'd fucking say anything, I can't even make fun of her voice because she never fucking speaks. I don't know what she sounds like. What's her accent? She's from Slovenia or Slovakia. I, I don't know, but they both border Hungary. And my God, she's starving, right? Like, give that girl a sandwich. Someone give that woman. She looks so pretty when she frowns. She's fucking gorgeous. It's like third wife, eyes down. She's, she is, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman and I wish that she would speak. I'd love to make fun of her accent, but she never talks. Do you know that she speaks five languages? Yeah, right, talk in any language. Say some, show us on the doll where he hurt you. Like, what is it? Or you blink twice if you're okay. Like, yeah, we're gonna, we'll send the people to come help you, Melania. It's gonna be Lanania, whatever your name is. You precious, pretty lady from a foreign country. I mean, we should, like, I'm all about protecting immigrants, and I say start with the first lady. Like, is she okay? <laughs> We're all so worried about this wall. Like, what about the walls in Trump's heart? Like, come on, man. Let's break that shit down. She's a real lady. She's so good looking. Like, is she not good looking enough? You have to, is her, her boobs aren't big enough? You have to sleep with porn stars? I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like her struggle is my struggle. Like, I was so, I, ah, look at, there's cameras. This is crazy. There's standing rooms. Oh my gosh, there are seats though. There's a seat there and um, someone could lay on the piano like like a sexy, like a, a Kim Basinger or something. Like just sort of lean on it and be like, oh, this is happening here. I shouldn't, I shouldn't make fun of the first lady, but I, you know, I can't. I don't like to say his name, you know? He shall not be named, that's how we work with that stuff. And I, and I don't want to get political, but uh, knock, knock, feminism. feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thank you. <laughs> it's like the, 
I think it's a precept of feminism. I don't know how that works. I don't read as much as I claim to. Like, I think there was a thing, like some ladies read books and burned bras or something, and now we don't open doors for ourselves. We buy our own $5 coffees. Anyone have a problem with that right now? Like $5 coffee? It doesn't have alcohol in it. Like, I go down the street. But if I'm going to pay $5 for something, it better have fucking alcohol in it. It's just coffee? Like, what is, what is this, special coffee? What's it going to make? It's like heroin coffee? I'm going to be super happy. Like, I don't think it's have weed in it. It's a weed coffee? That's fine. $5 for weed coffee. I'm fucking in. But just regular old caffeine, please. I don't know what's wrong with it. It's, uh, I, don't, I don't know what Sarah's having. Okay, good. Look at that. I checked in. It was a minute. Hi. Why does he have a camera? I hate cameras. I got it. No, it's okay. I got it. I, this, the thing is, this is a radio station. People kept saying, oh, are you going to Twitch it? Are you going to put it on the Twitch? Are you going to put it on the, you're going to Facebook it live. You're going to do the YouTubes. And I'm like, it's fucking radio. Like, who wants to film radio? The point is that it's radio. They're like, but it's the future. We want to like, you want to watch a podcast, you dumb fucks? Like, you listen. <laughs> It just seems so counterintuitive to me. It's just like it's a radio. It's like it's like when you go see the ballet, you don't fucking videotape the ballet because it looks dumb. <laughs> like it looks. Have you ever seen the ballet on a tiny screen and you're like, look at the dumb. It's so dumb. Like what are the little things doing? Like what are they? And like you don't even. Years and years of work and mastery reduced to like these tiny little pixels on a screen. You're like that sucks. <laughs> I just, like, real, I'm sorry, I'm not going to get into it. I was going to get all philosophical, but I'm like, there's just no time. we got to sing the song. Uh, if you know how this, this is a very exciting thing. We have very, very many uh, wonderful comedians from all over the United States here tonight at Fantastic Comedy Clubhouse. There's a big area of people. I'm sorry you're in the splash zone. I just launched a big piece of spit at you. I'm sorry. Like, I... I totally, I swear though that I don't, I don't have anything yet. Like this, it just started. Like the, the, uh, the, the festival just started. Who knows what I could get in the next five days with no sleep. Like there's, who knows what delicious thing. My cat's got worms. That's fun. Let's, <laughs> you know, when you think you've dewormed your cat and then one swiggles out his butt on your face and you're like, ah, I thought I had everything under control. Nothing is under my control. Right? You pay the vet to deal with this shit, and then this little, and you're like, I thought I dealt with this. Okay. We sing a song. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I smoke, I cough much left with this new vaporizer I found in a lift last night. M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay, you're already here. You have no choice. Um, thank you for being here. It's very exciting. It's going to get hot in here. I'm going to take my jacket off. Uh, we have a really great lineup for you guys tonight, and I'm so excited. Your first comedian is, like, so ama- I can't even. There were so many people this year. I'm looking at festival submissions, and I'm like, they applied to this? Like, our first comedian, I'm like, how would she deign to think that this is a thing? I was like, holy fuck, she's got her own, like, TV show, and she's amazing. She's all over the internet. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together right now for Bama Roger. What's up, San Francisco? Thanks. 
Thanks, Pam. Damn, what an intro. I was like, who the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> talking about me. It turns out I'm kind of awesome. I know. Hi. This is so, I'm so happy to be here. Look at all of you. How are you? How are you? I ask because I know there's nowhere to live here. I just wanted to make sure you guys are good. You guys, everyone, like... You guys all indoors currently at the moment? Cool, cool. I live in Los Angeles, and uh, there's nowhere to live there either. Um, I, uh, In fact, my building, my apartment building, I, I just found out the landlord sold it, and which is such a shame because this place was unfucking believe You guys... $1,500 a month, and um, I shouldn't even say this here, but uh, $1,500 a month, and that got me an entire room <laughs> to myself. I only saw a mouse one time, and just uh, a couple of cucarachas the size of my face but that's all gone now. And uh, they sold it to a children's hospital, which you would think that would be sort of a quasi-benevolent organization. They'd be like, you know what, take your time. But it turns out children hospitals are like, bring us your sick children. Get the fuck out. Like, fuck you poor people. We need affordable housing. Get out, fucking artists. Fuck you. Can we have some health care then, please? No, goddammit, this is America. <laughs> Get out. So I don't know what I'm going to do, because uh, there, there's nowhere cheaper than a $1,500 month. What do you guys do? I figure in San Francisco, it's like they must just sleep on each other's couches on like a rotating... <laughs> thing and then you just take turns being the person who pretends it's their apartment is that kind of what you do <laughs> that kind of what you do I moved to LA from Seattle which was and the cool thing about that is um, Seattle like was gone really fast it was like cool and then five years later it was fucking unattainable and the cool thing about going to LA is you don't have to worry about anybody ruining it you know what I mean like nobody's <laughs> It's just like the gentle certainty of being in a place that already sucks. <laughs> Nobody's in LA going, oh, there it goes. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know what they do in Seattle is they have these things called apodments. Do you guys know about this? If you've not heard of an apodment, let me lay it out for you. An apodment is a delightful 120 square foot apartment that you might have the pleasure of paying one and a half thousand dollars a month for. Doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't that sound like a deal? Doesn't that sound like, boy, I've been a, a contributing member of this community for 30 years, and that's what I fucking get is in a 120 goddamn square feet. That's what I can afford. It's just literally like, could you imagine? Like, this is our, this is the Patty Hearst floor plan here. And uh, it's got the combo, it's got the combo uh, table slash desk slash bed slash floor. <laughs> 
This model is 1525. We did tear down a historical building in order to build this structure directly on the ancient sacred tribal burial ground. So, yeah. It's got the convenience of living in your car, plus the added benefit of the soul-sucking life of working at Amazon. So, I challenge you to say no to that. So I don't know. I don't know where to live. Where do you live anymore? I was just in Kansas. Um, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> it's not a place I would normally go, and quite frankly, I think that's the way they like it. But um, plenty of room there, you know, if you're looking. And if you're thinking, well, what do people in Kansas do? I'll tell you whatever they fucking want <laughs> because they don't have to worry about how they're going to remain indoors. They don't have to They have children like it's a normal, natural fucking thing to do. <laughs> they don't even worry about it. They're like, it's fine. We've got plenty of room indoors. So I don't know. I'm thinking that might be a place that I could go to and ruin it for the people that currently live there. <laughs> Maybe cool. But I had a really, you know, I'm in my 40s now, full disclosure, and uh, I think I can safely say at this point in my life, life is officially not what I thought. Um... <laughs> I kind of thought being broke was a be was a being in my 20s thing and it turns out it's a failure thing. So <laughs> So I, I just recently had a really scary broke period and I was trying to figure out what can I do for money that doesn't involve having any skills. And so I'm kind of working with this um sort of Okay, I'm kind of working with this kind of woke prostitute idea. <laughs> and it's a it's it's a it's a prostitute for the me too era. And so what I mean by that is I'm talking about these are prostitutes for women. All right? This is a paid worker who specializes in satisfying a woman's needs. And this is what that would look like. And hold on to your fruit baskets because this is a good fucking idea, <laughs> okay? What I would like to do is I would like to pay a woman to come home with me and pretend to be my mom for an hour <laughs> and not have narcissistic personality disorder. <laughs> It just means she's going to come over, she's going to spend an hour with me, I am going to pay her, and we're going to fucking talk about me. <laughs> and if she shows up with a basket of fresh baked goods in one arm and a basket of kittens in the other, all the better. <laughs> She'll be like in her late 60s, early 70s, and then we'll just, you know, we'll watch Terms of Endearment, she'll brush my hair, I'll cry. She won't self-reference. She won't be an alcoholic. She won't have a boyfriend in the Patriot movement. She'll only take the pills that are prescribed for her. 
and I'll pay her, and that would be money well fucking spent. And imagine that world. Just imagine that world. Imagine going to the shitty hooker area of your town where you live, and there's just doughy, <laughs> like, old, just moms, just pushing a basket of groceries. You know, you just roll up and roll down your window, and she'd lean in, and she'd just go, hey, you look like you need a hug. You'd go, yes, I do. Are you capable of spending an entire hour without telling me about your latest food allergy? Or how your sisters never played with you. I've heard that one. Well, honey, I didn't have you to fill my needs. That's what she would say. And I'd be like, get in, bitch. (laughs) Go with me. So, uh... Yeah, so that's my, uh, that's kind of my idea. I I think sort of in the back, I I sort of have being a mom whore on the back burner as a job. Another thing I think would be cool, this is my other idea, and uh, feel free to approach me with like some funding, you know, offers if you want to bankroll this one. I'm, I, I like the idea of, because I work for a lot of rich people. I do like just things that they don't want to do because they're too undignified. Um, you know, personal assistant kind of stuff. Um, but I didn't say that out loud. So I, I kind of think like bringing back the Shakespearean fool like as a job. You know, where a rich person would just have a, like a, a failure to just go with them everywhere. And then just whenever they're struggling, you just do something stupid. And then they feel better and, you know, like they'd be in a board meeting and you'd just be there like. <laughs> Who's this woman? Oh, that's my fool. You to like secretly run everything. All right. Well, I'm really happy to be here tonight with you guys. Uh, I'm going to bring Pam Benjamin back up because um, I, I want to see what's going on back there. <laughs> I need to go join that party back there. Thank you very much. Let's uh, enjoy the rest of the night. Bomber Roger, everyone. Yes. I'm looking to make sure all the seats are filled because I'm like, how? We have 30 seats. Why are there people standing? It's just too many. It's crazy. It's great. I'm really, really happy. Um, hey, uh, your next comedian, He, I got the opportunity to see him earlier tonight, and he's so funny. He has this face. It's like, I'm like, why are you not on billboards? He's a lovely, he's a lovely human being, and he's super funny, and you guys are going to love him up so much. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for Sonny Dennis. Thank you, Pam. What a sweetheart. Oh, man, what's going on? Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. How are we doing tonight? Yeah. Oh, man. Isn't this such a cool place to be murdered, right? Somewhere you go for a good old-fashioned stabbing. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm, uh, I'm really high. I don't know if you guys have fucked with the... I'm like 80% sure there's not a person behind this curtain, so... 
We're going to see how the show progresses. Uh, what's going on? My name is Sonny. You guys might remember me as the bad guy from snowboarding movies. So, <laughs> hang on here. Better watch your back when you're on my mountain. Yeah, see? Uh-huh. Fucking A. Oh, man. Uh, I'm on vacation right now. Uh, you know what that means, right? Day drinking! Hell yeah! <sighs> Got started at 2 in the afternoon today. I know, not bad. Thank you. That look says everything. Um, I'm like, day drinking's like a hobby of mine. You know, it's something I'm really good at, and you can be bad at day drinking. It's, it's true, okay? You gotta be classy with your drink, okay? I've had nothing but Jack and Ginger all day. You see? Sophisticated yet fun, all right? <laughs> It's also a step up from my drink when I was 19, which was Four Loco, yeah? Back in 2010, so like the original Four Loco, okay? And if you don't know what Four Loco is, congratulations. Uh, you're living a good life. But just so that you know, Four Loco is an energy drink slash malt liquor, you know? For homeless people with places to be! Uh, it's not a good combination, okay? Because the, the malt liquor has you really drunk really fast, you know? So you, like, are about to black out, but you have no idea because the energy has you alert and awake, you know? <laughs> so you're the life of the party, and everyone thinks you're hilarious, you're telling all these great jokes, and then, boom, it's eight hours later, and you're covered in shit. <laughs> I don't know why on the can of Four Loco it says, enjoy responsibly. <laughs> like, that was an option at any point during the night. <laughs> What it should say is for loco. Enjoy shitting in your car. <laughs> but we know that's not accurate either, because four loco drinkers don't have cars. Yes, <laughs> this is true. <laughs> what it should say is for loco. Enjoy shitting in an ATM vestibule. All right? Yeah. <laughs> Too close to home, San Francisco. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I, uh, I don't get blackout drunk anymore. Uh, I don't, I've realized, has anybody here ever had a good blackout drinking experience? You're a liar back there, okay? <laughs> it's not what happens. You never wake up with no memory and a hangover and your roommate's like, you don't remember last night? You did all your laundry and folded it and <laughs> washed all the dishes in the sink and we talked about politics for an hour in a mature way. I'm like... <laughs> Wow, really? And he's like, no, you shit in my car. <laughs> <sighs> you see, I don't get blackout drunk, but I'm pretty much buzzed all the time. That's the, uh, that's the exchange. I don't know if you guys have ever been drunk at the gym, but it's awesome, okay? I don't have bad workouts anymore. It's like a life hack or something. Everyone's like, isn't that dangerous working out when you're drunk? Not really, because I'm working out less. I just feel way better about the workout, you know? <laughs> like in my head, I'm sprinting through the desert as sweat glistens down my chiseled body and the Foo Fighters are playing in the sky. Someone needed the best of you! In reality, though, I'm just power walking on a treadmill, drinking wine out of a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> the guy next to me is like, hey, what flavor is that? I yell in his face, Mountain Merlot Blast! <laughs> it's a lot of fun until you throw up in the middle of Planet Fitness. Yeah. Then it's not a judgment-free zone anymore, no. <laughs> I'm not good at life decisions. I don't know if you can tell that, sir, but uh, I, was a f <laughs> I was a philosophy major back when I was in college. Any, any philosophy heads in the house? All right, you're all better people than me. Um, you see, 
it doesn't feel like a real college class. It feels more like you hung out with a pothead for too long, you know? <laughs> My professor would say things like, this chair, does this chair actually exist? How do we know this chair is here? And I'm like, cool, this guy does not take attendance, so. <laughs> Unless you can prove I'm not here, you know. <laughs> I'll be smoking weed in a Jeep in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, I did fail philosophy, though. That is true. <laughs> I also failed out of all of college. So, but ironically enough, philosophy was the thing that helped me in the real world, you know? Because my dad called and was like, you flunked out of school? And I had to be like, or did I? What? <laughs> you can't be disappointed if I don't exist. But I do, and he is, so. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, originally I was born and raised in Hawaii, and uh, three, year ago, three years ago I moved to Boston. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, all right? Like, being from Hawaii, I have this really weird foreign thing called a positive outlook on life, you know? <laughs> People in Boston don't like it, surprisingly. Yeah. I'll be walking to work and I see my neighbor, I'm like, hey man, good morning. And he's like, I don't fucking know you. <laughs> Which is how they say aloha there. Yeah. 